Welcome to the Positive Gene Podcast. My name is Sarah Cavanaugh. This is a podcast empowering cancer previvors and survivors, like myself, over our hereditary cancer risk. I started this podcast because I had so many questions after receiving my genetic testing results and not only wanted, but needed to truly understand what it meant to have an inherited cancer mutation. We will discuss important topics from a patient perspective, like finding credible online resources, opportunities connecting with others for support, and building your medical team, and so much more. Thank you for allowing me to use my God-given talent for talking, researching, and all things communications. We're all in this together, and I'm so thankful for your support. Let's dive in. Welcome, friends. This is Sarah Cavanaugh, and you've tuned into the Positive Gene Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode takes us into another personal journey, one that begins with the somber realities of childhood, but evolves into a testament of vigilance and hope. As an eight-year-old, the concept of cancer was a stark reality in my life. My grandfather, Grandpa Joe, who had already endured the ravages of throat and prostate cancer, came to live with us as he faced his next battle with colon cancer. Our home was filled with love, but the challenges of caring for someone so ill in a very modest, bustling household were immense. My mother, his daughter-in-law, did most of the care while she managed us three kids, ages 8 to 15, and worked a part-time job at a nursing home. And you know, the early 80s offered few comforts for chemotherapy's harsh toll. The side effects were relentless and painful. And after 40 years, that experience, the sights, the sounds, it left a profound impression on me, both for his resilience in seeing him fight day after day, but also the disease's punishing nature. And it was a tale of what felt like an inevitable march towards an ending I could barely comprehend. And again, this is during a time when conversations about cancer were more hushed. The resources scarce, and the community of support was yet to be built. His journey ended when I was still grappling with the beginnings of my own, and he left us at the age of 78. My mother's health was no less complex. It was marked by an ongoing series of health scares and medical interventions, and thyroid cancer being among them. Although this was not the ailment that claimed her, the constant cycle of doctors and surgeries over 30 years of my life, the specter of illness loomed large, filling my childhood and ultimately my adulthood, and it left me with health anxiety and unease about my own mortality. Now, despite this, the story I inherited is being rewritten right now with all of you by my side. And with time... I've come to reshape that narrative from one seemingly predetermined by genetics to one defined by proactive living and empowerment. On this podcast, I seek to share that transition, to explore how we can carry the knowledge of hereditary cancer risk without being weighed down by it. Today, we're going to talk about confronting the what if and turning it into what can be done. We'll discuss the paradox of doing everything right and still facing the unknown, the importance of proactive surveillance, and how to combat that fear with informed empowerment. Most importantly, we'll share how to embrace life fully amidst these challenges. So let's get started. Today, we're diving into the complexity of our genetics and the emotional journey that accompanies the knowledge of our inherited cancer risk. 
It's about finding the balance between being informed and being overwhelmed. And I hope to help solve that problem for you because I know that this is helping me tremendously as well. So I invite you to explore with me this delicate balance of understanding our hereditary cancer risk without being engulfed by it or by what we often feel may be the inevitable. It's like walking a tightrope between knowledge and fear, isn't it? So how do we manage this? How do we embrace this knowledge without letting it cloud our horizons? Now, before we get started, just a reminder that I am not a medical professional. My experiences and insights stem from being a hereditary cancer previvor and advocate. Always consult your healthcare professionals regarding your healthcare decisions. Now, let's start with a mental and emotional weight of inevitability. I learned the term cancer fatalism recently and how it echoes in the halls of clinics and in the quiet moments of our deepest fears. It's that persistent whisper suggesting that a cancer diagnosis is the end of the road, a predetermined point in our family map. But here's a fact that might surprise you. 90% of cancers are not due to inherited mutations, but arise during our lifetimes. This means the lifestyle choices we make, the environments we live in, and even the screenings that we attend all contribute significantly to our cancer narratives. And we'll talk about that in more detail later in the episode. For me, the fear is tangible, not only from my childhood narrative, but now as a mom. It's the thought of my children facing their futures without me, or that they've inherited my mutation. How do I cope? Well, I will do anything in my power to stay ahead of my hereditary cancer syndrome diagnosis, despite the discomforts or anxieties of screenings or, as I've said before, that looming gray cloud that sometimes hangs over us when we think too long and hard about our mutations. But I know that the screenings have the potential to not only address early symptoms, but also knowing my mutations makes a significant difference in how I would be treated. See how I did that? I flipped that tangible fear from inevitability to empowerment. This helps me feel that I have an impact, a direct impact on improving my quality of life or even chances of survival should I develop cancer in my lifetime. So next, there's this paradox of doing all the right things. You've heard the stories. My friend or family member did all the right things. How did they end up with cancer? As shared on the American Cancer Society's website, quote, it is not usually possible to know exactly why one person develops cancer and another doesn't. End quote. So let's revisit the facts. Cancer is caused by harmful changes or mutations in genes. Only about 5 to 10% of cancers are caused by harmful mutations that are inherited from a person's parents. In families with an inherited cancer-causing mutation, multiple family members will often develop the same type of cancer. The remaining 90 to 95% of cancers are caused by mutations that happen during a person's lifetime as a natural result of aging or exposure to environmental factors such as tobacco smoke or radiation. These cancers are non-hereditary or spontaneous cancers. Now, though some risk factors can be avoided, others, such as growing older, cannot. But limiting your exposure to avoidable risk factors like alcohol, cancer-causing substances, Chronic inflammation, poor diet, and sunlight may lower your risk of developing certain cancers. And you can read more about this at cancer.org or see the NCI fact sheets on this subject as well. I will have a direct link to those resources in the show notes. 
So for those hopeful stories out there where diligence, despite doing all the right things, paid off, these stories of resilience shine a beacon on the importance of symptom awareness and being proactive. They don't just tell us about the unpredictability of cancer. It's a narrative of triumph over statistics, and it teaches each a valuable lesson. It also acknowledges that while being informed and diligent about health is crucial, these actions are part of a larger, complex scenario where many factors influence health outcomes that are beyond individual control. So that leads us to why surveillance and proactive steps matter. In a recent Dana-Farber podcast, Cancer Mythbusters, a podcast about the many myths and misconceptions in the world of cancer, guest Dr. Huma Rana, clinical director for the Center for Cancer Genetics and Prevention at Dana-Farber, shared insights on cancer surveillance and echoed the sentiment that while cancer can sometimes sneak past our preventative measures, early detection and proactive steps are our strongest allies in this fight. And as for screenings, there are eyes in the fog of war capable of detecting threats before they materialize fully. So what does this look like for us high-risk individuals, those of us carrying a hereditary cancer mutation? It means regular screening tests to catch cancer early. It means maybe preventative treatments such as using medications and other methods to reduce your cancer risk. Or it could mean prophylactic surgery, where they remove the tissue at high risk for developing cancer, Personally, I've had a hysterectomy plus bilateral sapingo-ovarectomy, where I've had my ovaries and tubes removed as well, to reduce my risk of ovarian and endometrial cancer. So this means there will be tailored guidelines or specific recommendations that exist for those with inherited gene mutations or cancer syndromes, differing from average risk populations. Again, since I am not a medical professional, I strongly encourage you to talk to your physician or consult with a cancer genetic specialist to personalize your plan if you haven't done this already. I also recommend you visit the FORCE website at facingourrisk.org for updated guidelines. They're sorted by cancer type or by gene mutation. And remember to review your plan regularly with your healthcare provider. Um, they can tell you what the latest research is, talk about your preferences, uh, but you've got some great resources there, and I'll provide those in the show notes. Now, the conversations we have with those healthcare providers, the resources that we reach out to in the communities that we engage in, like cancer.org or FORCE, those are vital. They're not just tools, but they're lifelines to offer us clarity, support, and empowerment or a sense of control. And so we find ourselves at the heart of today's topic. How do we rewrite our genetic narrative? Now that we've kind of talked through some of these tools and thought processes, how do we combat that fear and empower ourselves in the face of genetic risk? And it starts with the understanding that our genes are not our destiny. You probably heard that before, but they're just this single thread in a complex world of risk factors of which we've talked about, but some that we can influence through our actions. Now, the silver lining here is that this knowledge allows us to embrace life fully. It equips us to appreciate every moment, every breath, and to live in a way that honors our health and our happiness. It's about enjoying the richness of life with the people that we love, all while being informed and vigilant. So our time together has come to a close, but remember that while in the presence of hereditary cancer in our family trees, Maybe it casts a long shadow as mine did at the age of eight years old, but we have the power to shine a light in that darkness. We do this by staying informed, 
by taking proactive steps and supporting each other through every step of our journey. So let's not allow that weight of what might be to anchor us away from what is. The joy, the love, and the life that's happening around you right now. So take that knowledge, that empowerment, and use it to help you navigate the complexities of our hereditary health. Thank you for sharing your space with me. Until next time, stay informed, stay empowered, and remember, you have the strength to navigate your journey positively. Thank you for spending time with me on the Positive Gene Podcast. Your support means everything. If you found value in today's episode, I would be so grateful if you could take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It truly makes a difference. For an in-depth look and links to resources discussed today, check out the accompanying blog on my website at sarahcavanaugh.com. Until next time, stay empowered and remember, you are not alone on this journey.